0: Today, we're gonna talk about a topic uh, that impacts so many people in North Texas, and that's when you have cancer. And you come to the hospitals, you receive your treatment, and then hopefully you're on the road to recovery and you go back to your homes and to your communities. And the hospitals are delighted that there are support groups that work within the community. And one of those support groups is the Cancer Support Community for North Texas. We're delighted to have with us today, Michelle Lewis. She's the CEO of that organization. Thank you for being with us.
1: Delighted to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: For our listeners that may or may not know about your organization, and I know you're uh, in Fort Worth, I know you're in Dallas, and I know you're in Collin County, Can you tell us a little bit about cancer support community and the missing link that we talk about in cancer care?
1: I'm sure. Cancer support community has actually been around in the Metroplex since 2002. But what we know, although it's slowly but surely improving, is that there is fantastic medical care, medical treatment, um, oncology care for folks who are impacted by cancer, but the realization is really beginning to dawn on folks that if you're not inserting a psychosocial and emotional component into that continuum of cancer care, you're really not getting the best standard of care and treatment that's available for cancer um, and that's kind of where cancer support community fits in, given that there are more and more thankfully um, folks who are surviving cancer and living well and living longer. What we know is that the impact of cancer does not stop at the day your doc says, you know, you're done, you're doing great, I'll see you in six months. What we know um, is actually that the level of anxiety goes through the roof at that particular moment. Understandably, um, you know, the question then becomes, who's got my back? Who do I go to if I've got a pain in my shoulder? Is the headache that I'm having a recurrence or am I getting brain cancer? So Cancer Support Community comes in and provides. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization providing completely free of charge support to individuals, any individuals impacted by cancer, any diagnosis, men, women, and children, and regardless of where they are, in that cancer, and I hate to call it a journey, but in whatever that experience is that folks are having with cancer. The other really important component is that we're there for the patient, but we're also there for those around them, their co-workers, family members, friends, whomever they come into contact with, because we know that um, cancer affects In addition to the individual with a diagnosis, about 2.57 additional people are impacted by that diagnosis. So um, being able to offer that support for both the patient and the caregiver or loved one um, is absolutely vitally important to our mission. You mentioned, Steve, support cancer support groups. Well, we are that, but so much more. Um, because our continuum of support, there are folks who may not want to go to a support group. Well, what about them? There's a huge focus on healthy living, healthy lifestyles. And so to that point, we, do, we provide things like yoga, meditation, qigong, tai chi, stability ball, light exercise. Um, the other thing folks are craving for is really reliable, real-time information. You can go on the internet and scare yourself very badly if you start kind of delving into some of the articles and you don't really know, who, you know, how relevant they are or how recent they are or um, how valid they are. So um, bringing folks in who'll do presentations experts in the area, whether it's a doctor, a physician, whether it's a, an allied um, health care provider, whether it's somebody to talk about getting through the holidays when you're living with cancer, whether it's a nutritionist, which is really popular. Bringing those folks where people can have one-on-one conversations and get their questions answered um, is really valuable.
0: Yeah, you know, in your answer, you mentioned something that struck me, people are impacted other than the victim, including co-workers. Can you elaborate a little bit on how you help deal with co-workers in this, uh, I know you don't like to call it journey, but in this community of caring?
1: Yes, it's really important because, you know, if you just think it through logically, if you and employer out there and, regardless of whether you have an employee contingent who are heavily impacted by cancer or not, cancer is going to come into the workplace and you're going to have to deal with issues like presenteeism and absenteeism. Okay, absenteeism I think is pretty self-evident. Somebody's sick, they've got to go for treatment, they're out, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but presenteeism is you know what happens if your employee has a spouse, mother, sister, brother, sibling, whomever, or a coworker um, who's dealing with cancer and doesn't know what to say or doesn't know how to support them? That's kind of where we can come in and help triage that. Even talk to management um, about what is the impact of cancer in the workplace and how. Uh, what are the, some of the things? that we, cancer support community, can bring in to train you and offer information out to your employees um, that really helps them gain a a deeper understanding of what it is that cancer does in the workplace, for example.
0: You know, your mission is a great one, a very caring, compassionate. Let me ask you a tough question. Uh, You can have people that are caring and compassionate, but do you partner with organizations where you have to deal with patients that have emotional issues. I can only imagine, as you have cancer, dealing with some of the emotional stress, et cetera. Do you partner with other organizations that help you in this caring, compassionate work that you do?
1: We absolutely will partner or look to partner meaningfully with anybody else who's interested in collaborating with us at that level. One thing that I want to um, make pretty clear also, though, is that all our um, staff that deliver our support services, whether it's individual counselling or or, um, support groups, are licensed mental health professionals in their own right. And so those guys are trained to Help assist folks. Um, you know you mentioned when cancer comes into a person's life, it's so unexpected, and we know that there's a really significant high level of distress. We know that there's a huge cost of dealing with that distress if it's not attended to um early on. So we actually do a distress screening ourselves that the minute that anybody evidences a significant level of distress, it triggers something with one of our licensed mental health staff and they can kind of triage with that person almost immediately. So I won't say it's real time, but it's pretty close after a diagnosis and somebody um, is distressed. Interestingly enough, the level of distress evidenced by folks supporting somebody with the diagnosis is often higher than that of the individual with the diagnosis themselves. But to answer your original question, wherever we possibly can, if we can work with nurse navigators or other folks out in the community who are delivering psychosocial support, we absolutely will.
0: You know, if people are anxious, but they need and want your help, what can they expect when they walk through those beautiful red doors you have in it's your organization.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling, as you said, the red doors, because I think that's such a beacon of hope. Um, you know, when you're in the throes of clinical treatment, it's kind of, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to set up my next appointment. I've got to get my, my tests run. I've got to get my lab results back. When you walk across the threshold into one of our, as we call them, clubhouse locations, it's kind of transformative because you walk into a living room are um, armchairs, there's a social lounge or a kitchen um, with snacks and with coffee or tea or magazines to sit down. We don't have reception desks. You'll walk up, there'll be somebody sitting at the table who will welcome you and say, hi, how's it going? What, how are you doing today? Are you a first-time visitor? And really kind of smooth out, if it's possible, some of that stress and angst around, it takes so much courage to acknowledge that you have a cancer diagnosis. So we know that when somebody walks across our threshold, it's kind of an immediate, um, you know, let me put my arms around you without actually putting my arms around you, but create an environment that somebody says, oh, okay, I can take a deep breath here. I can slow things down. I can maybe get a handle on this.
0: You know, to our listeners that are hearing this broadcast, who may be really a seeking help in their cancer treatment, how do they reach you and how do they contact you and how do they get involved with your organization?
1: It's very easy. I would encourage folks to go to our website because there's a huge amount of information, not to be overwhelming, but if you go to cancersupporttexas.org, You'll see our phone number. If you want to browse around the resources um, on that website, it tells you exactly what we do. You can watch a video of some interaction with the folks that are currently participating. If you want a phone number, you 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 can always reach us at 214-345-8230. But I encourage you to go to the website. We've got archived Facebook Live presentations there. Um, And I think sometimes that will just kind of eliminate some of that sense of stress or anxiety. If you ask, I wonder what they do there, because you will see what we do there if you go to our website.
0: You know, you mentioned that you do this absolutely at no cost to the people involved. So I know being a 501c3, you must have events to help raise money. What is one of your
1: upcoming events? Thank you for asking the question. Indeed, we are a 501c3 relying heavily on public support. So we have a really great event that's coming up on the 7th of March. It's called the One Run. And we say there are many cancers, but they're one, there's one run. And that's going to be at the Ron Kirk Bridge. Um, you know, starting folks, again, can get information about that from our website or at Um, But that... That is a big fundraiser. More than anything, it helps raise awareness um, for us, and it's fun. We have a party in the park element where we invite the folks that we work with to come and have tables, distribute the information, um, and just actually it's a celebration more than anything else.
0: It's really been a pleasure to have you on the show today, Michelle. Hospitals, as you know, are here to help treat patients You know, we deal with many different kinds of uh, conditions. We treat many different diseases. But it's always good when our hospitals can work in collaboration with organizations such as yours in the community, because as patients are discharged from the hospital and go back to the community, many times they need support. And so on behalf of all our hospitals, for the great work you do in cancer support groups, we appreciate it. And we thank you because you truly work with the human side of healthcare. Thanks for being here.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.